back, friends. Hi. This is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lorian. And, and we're, we're kicking, kicking it with Jesus. Jesus. Amen. So today we are just hanging out mm -hmm. at the Bible table today. At the Bible table. <laughs> Not the coffee table. No, ma'am. <laughs> the Bible table. Oh, man. <clears throat> today we're, we're on episode six. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, episode six. Today we're just going to talk. I think what's this going is on? A good idea. What 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 God's speaking to us? What what's happening? I uh, this morning I I woke up and, and Jesus brought me in the book of John, and I was just kind of undone, undone by the fact that <clears throat> what he was speaking and how the one thing that defines we were kind of like talking about this a few minutes ago but the one thing that defines a christian and the world will know who belongs to jesus is their love mm -hmm. and you know i've met <laughs> more than i'd like to even admit people that profess to have christ in them and they you know they're Christians, born again Christians. And you are, there's no, it, it, it seems to me that there's no love within you. Right. To criticize and to just hold people in contempt. Right. You know. Well, I think that people forget what love is. Love is, an action. It definitely and is. And it's not a feeling. No, it, it, right. But when I say love, I mean. The action of love. Or just to pick a pot. You know, like, you know, I, I have to say to you the the, you know, you, you know my testimony. Right. Yo, I tried my hardest my hardest mm. i used what i use on the world right at that time i used those words that i would use with another human being to jesus the creator of all things to get out of my room like right. leave me alone because right. i could feel i didn't know it then but i do now right he saturated and overwhelmed me with his love but it was his presence because he is love he cannot not be love. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So every person that he ever encounters, his presence when he steps into a room is love. Mm -hmm. And how, how do you escape that? Right. And that's the one thing that he commands and says unselfishly, unselfishly, love people right do it like i did it how i showed you you show others and we just don't we we and i want to cry man but we complicate it we really do when we hurt people with words and you should know better wait a minute wait a minute i think i feel like we all have to remember that we're like toddlers you know what I mean? Like when a toddler is, when you're, when you're a parent of a toddler, why would you throw the, why would you accidentally spill your water and then continue to keep spilling it? Why would you do that? You know what I mean? Because they're not developably in their brain. They're not developably ready to know that that they shouldn't do that. They just right. know, Oh, that's pretty cool. Let me keep doing that. They don't, they can't understand. And I think that we need to have that kind of mindset too. You know what I mean? That we don't truly understand. Right. And we have to be gentle with everybody and treat everybody, even ourselves, like that toddler brain that's still developing. Because I think the whole time that we're on earth, our brain and our emotions and who we are in Jesus is just a constant journey of who he is. So... What would you say to, what would you say if, let's say it's somebody you don't even know, but you know 
And when I say you don't know, I mean you don't know personally on a level of me and you. Right. But you know the person is saved. You know that the person is, you know. And one day you hear him or her reaming someone. Maybe not using cuss words, but almost belittling. A person that wasn't a born-again believer. Do you step in or do you not? Do you say something to them in love and then pray for them? What 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 do you do? I think that we should. Should we do we? I don't know. Like I haven't been put in that position, but I feel like I would want to make sure that I would mm. privately be like, hey. Right. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that one person because I mean, we're not perfect either. So, we shouldn't be throwing stones. But I think so often, so often, and I'm not saying all people, you know, please don't misunderstand. But lately I feel like I've come across so many Christian people that don't radiate light right. nor love. And those are the two attributes of Jesus that, you know, he said to the woman at the well, you know, that's crazy because that's literally like what my pastor was talking about today, about how hmm. we're taking God, like everyone's so surprised that the world is where it is, but very, very early in history, we've already taken God out of, out of schools and prayer and all that stuff. And now it's not just seeping into our children or our public schools or like our, or our, United States was founded on the Bible. Yes. It was founded. Everything that we do, it was founded on the Bible. And now we're just trying to take the Bible away and say, let's just do it on our own. And he, like he said, it's now it's even seeping into the church. Now yes. that mindset is seeping in to actual believers that are supposed to be believers. Even just saying like, like he was talking about Jesus is the truth. Like, no, your truth is true. No, Jesus's truth is true. It's not what you believe. It, it might hurt your feelings or it might not, but this is what Jesus said in the Bible. So this is what, as believers, we've said is to be true, but it's even seeping in because we're taking what we want and, and taking it out or not preaching or whatever, and it's seeping into the, into the church itself. And don't you find it strange how people cannot see that I don't find it strange no I do I, I find it like I, you know why because I believe I believe revelations I believe when it says that the world's going to continue to get worse that it's going to get worse that things are just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and I can see the generations of self so much and so I'm not surprised by it. I'm not. Su I'm not surprised by it. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Maybe I should be, but I can see how selfish. And maybe it's just because I always feel that people are very selfish. You know well, I mean? obviously, I mean, we were born into sin because of Adam, but <clears throat> I just really feel in my heart that I believe that there are more backsliders mm. than people that don't know the truth. The truth, right, the Bible, right, right. Jesus Christ. If you, I don't care where you come from. I don't care where you come from. You know either the Old Testament or the New. Right. You can't tell me that people have not heard of Jesus Christ. That's so crazy that you say that because I was just, I don't know where I was reading. Oh, you know how it says... I don't know where it was. It Matthew. It was somewhere. I was just reading it. It was saying that Jesus is gonna come back with all the when all these things happen. And what? How does it? I, I can't remember. And when His word is preached, what? When everyone has been able to hear it, yep. that's when you know Jesus is about to be be here, be, about to come back. Right. And all I felt in like my spirit is social media. 
How much? I can go on TikTok right now and I can, my TikTok is flooded with Christians and people preaching God's word on social media. And what's happening right now? The United States wants to ban, so, ban TikTok because it's not, a, it's not a U.S. company, right? So it's in China. Multiple countries are on TikTok. And if I am seeing all of God on my TikTok because of the algorithm, other people in other parts of the world are seeing Jesus and hearing Jesus in some way, some form. They're getting a seed planted from social media. Yes. All over the ends of the world are hearing Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I just think that, you know what, we are in for, you know, a rock, a rocking of faith, a rocking of what we really believe. Mm. And Jesus tells you that. He tells you that. And Trisha, it's scary. It's scary to me because I, I would pray that my faith would keep me. Mm. And I said that to the Lord the other day. And Trisha, it says it in the book of John. John is a fascinating book. I mean, he's got some, it sounds like cannibalism, but it really isn't. You know what I mean? Like eat my flesh and drink my blood. And people are like, ew, what? Right, right. Bye, I'm out. Right. But that's not really what he wasn't talking about physically. But I was reading John the other day and nobody knew that that was going on in my heart. Like, Father, I pray that when the shaking comes, that I stand flat-footed with you. Right. No matter, no matter the persecution that right. may come. Right. You know what I mean? And in the book of John, Jesus prayed for me. Jesus the Messiah prayed for me. Mm. He said, I not only pray for these here that you've given me, my apostles, but I pray for all those that will believe their word throughout the generations. That you, Father, who you've given me, stay with me. That's good. And it just, Trisha, I so often wonder... I feel in my heart, and I, you know, I could be wrong, and I could start a big thing right now, but... <laughs> but why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> but I am going to say it. I really feel like those people that don't want children to pray in school, don't want um, whatever the case may be, you know, they just don't want the Bible, they don't want Jesus' name, they don't... It is because, and those people that just, you can't do that. Somewhere along the line, they believed God for something. Mm. And they, in their heart, feel like God let them down. That something didn't happen the way that they thought it was supposed to. That's... You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sick and you're praying for healing or believe in God that God is hearing you pray because you want your mom to stay on earth and she went home. Or even a kid. Come on. You know, and it's okay to be upset with God. Absolutely, he understands yeah. it. But don't steal it from other people. Right. I mean, even... And then needs to be a healing in the person's heart. And Jesus so desperately, I don't care what anybody says, so desperately wants to come in. He's been knocking. He's been showing you signs. And he's been seeking just you. Come back to me, daughter. Come back to me, son. Right. And we just, we dig our feet in the sand and say, I shall not be moved. And he's such a gentleman and he won't force us to move. 
he won't and it'll break his heart to watch you put yourself come on in hell come on because hell wasn't created for us it surely was not it surely was not you know i just i think i have a really hard time with judas <laughs> you and me me too because it breaks your heart Judas had authority to drive out demons. And heal. He and preach the word. He had authority to drive out demons. Like, we we just give demons free range now on this earth, which is like, whatever. Cool, we're possessed by a demon. Or cool, that like, we pray to demons now. We come ask on. demons to come in. Come on, you know what I mean? say like, it. <laughs> I don't know what Absolutely. along the line, but I'm good. Satan, you go home. Like, because I think they, I think people think that they're, you know, that it's not real, or they think that they're little punks that they can, you know, maneuver and operate and they can manipulate the demon. Yeah, it just doesn't. These demons are ancient, which I was just come on listening to. Anyway, so back then in Judas's time, they didn't want demons inside of them, and everybody knew like if something was going on, that was a demon, and people could cat like not people, but. Judas and the disciples were casting these these demons out. He drove out demons. I like. Can we just understand the power you had to have had to drive out a demon? And in his mind, I I mean, this isn't in the Bible. This isn't scripture. This is my opinion. He had to have been like, "This is me. I'm the one driving out this demon." I'm the one that gave this power to get that demon out. Because then he turned around and betrayed the person that gave him the power. How could you do that? How could you betray the person that gave you, imagine Jesus giving you power and then you start to think like, oh, well, it just probably came within myself. That had to be, that had to, self, self. And look at where we are right now. Absolutely. Self. We think of ourself and how everything, like Pastor Jordan was saying today, we look at crystals and we look at, you know, <laughs> the astrology, right? We look at all these Tarot things cards. and like, oh, this makes me feel so good. And I'm just going to wish it into my life because I am so powerful. And that's the truth. And that's not how it works. You know, I think that there are a lot of people just like Judas. And see, now for me personally, I, I feel, and it's my opinion, I don't think Judas believed that Jesus was who he said he was. Yeah, but how could he have not? He had the power to go and heal the sick. Self is, that was self. Hmm. You, you think didn't, he thought you you really think that he thought that he was the one doing that? No, I think maybe at one point he. Because remember, he, humans he, do that today. He realized what mistake he made. Right. He was like, "Oh crap! I tried to give the money back." He didn't realize the mistake he made. Because at that point, he still didn't realize that Jesus Christ was the Messiah over humanity. Right. He didn't know that. What he felt bad about was as he was standing there and his his friend was getting beat down like a dirty dog. Right. They were gonna hang him. Right. They were gonna kill him. And he was the reason. Right. That's I believe what bothered him. Not for any other reason. And I think he thought throwing the money back to them and going, I don't want no part of it. Just like Pilate, when he took his hands and he washed them and he said, my hands are clean. I don't want no part of this man's blood. Right. Well, you know what? Everybody yelled out like idiots right. because it fell on us. Well, let his blood be on our hands and our children. You knucklehead, leave me, me out right? of it. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> but... You know, I'm just going to say with Judas, you know, I read it and listen, it's like 
Jesus says himself, it would be better that you were never born. I know. Never born. Right. Now, how many times when it says all the apostles and it comes to Judas's name and it says Judas the Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus, I feel in my heart, this is what breaks me. Because hell was very real to me. When I first got saved, hell was more real to me than heaven was. Mm. That's how Jesus got me. <clears throat> Judas the Iscariot, or Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. Every time somebody reads that, I believe that that man is tormented in hell. Every single time somebody reads it, he's tormented. So it's constant. Because they, let's face it, people yeah. are reading it and hearing it all the right, time. Right, right. How many times? I read the Bible every morning, every right, night. Right. Probably. I mean, I definitely think because you're you're tormented in hell over and over and over We're and over. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Right. Where the worm is forever eaten, and the fire is never quenched. Right. I Yo. I don't want no worm eating me for eternity. I don't even <laughs> like maggots, for sure. I don't even like seeing them. Come on, never mind one. And they're probably them. big maggots down there. They're never on the little ones. They're probably big. Ooh. But you know, I just feel like <clears throat> I think people. I do think, feel bad for him, though. Yeah. I really do, and I feel like I hate him because he did what he did. But Jesus, it had to be that way. God had to have it that way. Because if he if Jesus didn't, it had to be somebody else. Yeah. Jesus had to die on the cross because he had to get he had to rise again on the third day. That had to happen. But I still feel bad for him. Because regardless, at the end of the day, he still felt sad yeah. and then killed himself. I think Trisha, all of them, and I think we as human beings read the book you know whether you have a catholic background or whatever it is we all go saint peter saint christopher saint you know so and so whatever but we all look at all the apostles as if they knew something we didn't mm. and that's not the truth the right. only thing that they knew more than we did is the face of Jesus. Right. 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 <clears throat> because you've got Peter here that two chapters before he looks at Jesus and goes, I would die for right. you. Wherever you go, I would go. I would die with you. And then two chapters later, he's denying. He's denying them three times. Right. The rooster crows. He cries his eyes out bitterly, the Bible says. Right. Jesus, I was just saying to your dad, you know, um, you know, God blocked their mind from understanding what Jesus was saying. I'm going to be beaten down like a dirty dog. I'm going to be crucified, but then in three days, I'm going to rise again. And they're like, what does that mean? Right. Like, we understand it because we got the word, but would we even understand it? No. You know what I mean? Not. What do you mean, rise again? But rise the thing again is, is, like, which doesn't make sense. Well, which, I mean, they're, they were human, right? So they did the same thing, but it, they watched Jesus raise people from the dead. Come on. Like that girl, that Come little on. girl. Yeah, Jairus' daughter. Jairus' daughter that I just read about yesterday. Like Lazarus. They saw it. So for them to be like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about. <laughs> right? Did you forget? Like Exactly. But even like when they were hungry after they just fed the 5,000. And he's like, they're like, well, what are we they're supposed to do? They're fighting over bread. Yeah. And Jesus is like, how many times do I got to tell you? How many times do Come I got to show you? Come on. Like, they still just didn't understand. Which leads me to say is that we are just like the disciples. Yes, we are. And we should not feel as though that they were better than us. Because they weren't. None they of were us not. None of us were, right? So I say that because for, I've been saying this to you lately, that I feel bad. I do feel bad when when God proves to me that he's God or proves to me that he's real over and over and over again. I feel bad in my spirit and I know that doesn't come from me, but shame. 
I feel shame. And then I was reading in chapter 4 of Mark where they were on the boat and Jesus was sleeping and they're like all frazzled because they thought they were going to die and Jesus is like, yo. And he says, quiet, enough. Whatever he called this, told the storm and they were like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Even his disciples couldn't understand the power Jesus had. They too were shocked or surprised when he proved again he is God. So it's like, Okay, I don't have to feel bad because his homeboys, his ride or die homeboys had to be told over and over and over again. And he didn't get mad or upset about it. So I shouldn't feel like, I shouldn't feel shame because he's still telling me over and over and over again. And I don't even see him. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that story, just side note, sorry. I'm just going to tell you because Jesus showed me that story, that storm. I believe because I feel like this is what God said to me. Satan was trying really hard to stop. He brought that storm to stop Jesus from going to the man that had legion right because storm trying to stop jesus because he knew he was going to jacinara to go see the man that was couldn't be bound by chains right he had a legion of demons right that's like five thousand demons bound by demons one on top of another Nobody even want, look, how sad is that? Right. Nobody just, all right, just, hey, have, have at it. Do you leave us alone, okay? You go in the, the uh, seriously, you go it. hang out in a graveyard and we're good. Later, That's yeah. what we they're saying. Right. And so here's Jesus, you know, and yo, I can, when I read the Bible, I can't help it. It's just what happens. It literally is, it it comes alive inside my brain. So it's like a story as I'm reading it and I can see it in myself. And I'm like, Jesus, don't do that to me because in my mind, this dude that's possessed by a legion of demons runs up to Jesus and I'm like, "Ah!" you know what I mean? Like, yo. So you think, because I had just read that yesterday too. You think that guy, because it says that as soon as they got off the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him. Do you think that the guy that had unclean spirit was in it, even in his right mind, like, hey, that's Jesus who I've heard about. I mean, he probably didn't even hear about Jesus. And the demons definitely didn't want him to go near him because the demons, they were like, please don't send us to hell. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. We uh, got cut off because so, we're <laughs> disturbing hell today. Apparently, Legion doesn't want us talking. <laughs> Anyway, so I really feel like Legion had, for the longest of time, he had complete dominion Mm. of this place. And I'm going to tell you why. And I think it was just like a complete mindset for years and years. When Jesus cast these demons into the pigs... Right? Right. And the pigs go down into the water and drown. Mm. I really don't think it was a whole... I don't think it was about the pigs drowning. At all. Mm. Because all the people came out and said, get out of of here. Like, Thanks so much, but no thanks. What happened to them pigs though? Like they died and what happened to the demons? I was reading that. I was the like, demons what are, happened? are still in the atmosphere. So honestly. So then why couldn't he just cast them out and then be in the atmosphere? No, no, no. Because they're ter- territorial. Like if you look, if you, or where we live in Rhode Island, if you look at certain places in Rhode Island, you can tell which territorial demon lives where? Mm. 
poverty. Right, right. That's a demon. Mm. You've got drug addicts and alcoholics. You know what demons there. You know, right. it all the time. All the time. You know, I, I feel like... i got to keep looking at that and make sure it's still recording. I feel as though the more I read, the more I learn about Jesus and about demons because that's really what I'm learning. I'm learning, I'm reading that it's, it, 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 they're both, right? There's both here, they're both real and live and living. I can see it more on earth. You know what I mean? Where you were like, oh, that guy, they just sent him out to the graveyard. But what do we do with people that are schizophrenic? We put them in, in state hospitals because we don't know what to do with them. And we, we medicate them. And nobody wants to, anything to do with them. It's not just people with schizophrenia. It's straight across the board. If we don't understand something, we call it demonic. <laughs> Saved people, that's what we do. When we don't understand something, we automatically, that's a demonic thing. That, that's the devil. When, in fact, like, it blew my mind, you know, not to bunny trail, but... The first time I read that God sat in deep darkness. Huh? Mm. No, stop and think about that for a no, second. Because no. deep <clears throat> darkness, that's like you put your hand in front of your face, you can't see it. Right. Deep darkness, he sat in. And they say that that's what hell is. Deep darkness, you put your hand in front of your face and the only thing that you can see, and it depends, you know, and the only reason why I know this is because Bill Weiss, when he went to hell for 23 minutes, right. but Trisha, I really believe that people, saved people, when they don't understand something or how an attitude or a personality in someone that is not Christ-like, right? In our opinion right. of what Christ-like is supposed to be, right? Automatically, that's demonic. Which, especially you know, a certain religious sect, and it's so, it's so bad hmm. that we do that because are we really supposed to be like that? No. And again, I go back to John and he said, I command you to love and unselfishly, unselfishly, don't think what you can get out of this relationship, but right. unselfishly love people. Right. That's the one thing that invaded every Christian across the board's space. When you became a born again believer and Jesus Christ invaded your space, that's the one thing he brought to you. He brought his love, his mm -hmm. presence. And again, I say it. And so when we don't understand and shame on us because you don't know what God is, is doing in them or in us. Right. You know, I can remember, sorry, I don't mean to just keep going, but one of my professors, Corey Russell, his testimony is phenomenal. And he said his best friend, which is his best friend, his, his mom, was a Pentecostal woman. Hmm. And for four months, they used to all party together. And the best friend for four months did not speak at all for four months. And when finally God loosed his tongue, Corey Russell drove up to his house and he said, Corey Russell said, he, his best friend come running out the front door and said, it's heaven or hell, Corey, it's heaven or hell, you have to choose, heaven or hell. And his best friend said for four months, God shut his mouth and he saw angels and demons and he said he the, the spirit realm was completely opened up to him 
and he saw demons and how we're like puppets right oh yeah but oh, yeah. can you imagine right. seeing such no. a thing he said and how the demons entice god's sons and daughters isn't that crazy and so what would we have called him mm. had he been and he stopped talking out of nowhere just stopped talking but you know corey said corey russell said that praying mama a week before her son stopped, stopped talking. She had gone to some kind of seminar, some kind of, and the pastor at the end of the seminar said, for all you mamas and daddies that you want your children back, come up. And she went up and she got a breakthrough for her, her son. Mm -hmm. And that was the breakthrough, four wow. months, boom. And God just opened up the realms to him to see why people do what they do that's so wild i mean i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure i want to be i don't really want to see it yo i want to see hell and how you know no because you don't have to you don't have to show me that mm. you know but it wasn't it literally wasn't long after that that Corey russell gave his heart to jesus wow. and he's like a phenomenal phenomenal man so that's so crazy. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to, <clears throat> I don't know if I'd want to see any of that because but, I've seen enough of it. You know what on. I mean? Like, but I do believe that people are, I mean, just even in this new age, like <laughs> reading cards, like Ouija boards, like playing these games. Like we, like I said, we're just allowing it. We don't care that it's, we're puppets. I don't think it's, we don't care. I think they, I think people don't realize that realm. I don't think that they really stop because you don't know you what you don't, don't know. You don't, right. You don't think that, do you think that they don't realize or do you think that they think it's not real? I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little of both. I because think I think some... that they believe. I think that the demons lead them to believe that it is a party in heaven, in hell. Oh yeah, yeah. Some. So there's nothing. There's no no reason to worry because if I don't go to heaven, oh well, I'm going to hell with all my friends. But they don't really realize what hell is. But again, I really feel like. There'll always be, like you said earlier, this whole social media thing. Mm. Listen, people, people listen to believers just to see. Let's see what they're talking about. So they could make fun of mm. or whatever the case. They hear it. And that thing that we call a conscience that is like so much like God. You can't tell me that God doesn't touch them and fill them, you know? Right. He does, absolutely, without doubt. So, I don't know. And no matter what, if you want it to be planted or not, that if you're listening or you're hearing or you're watching even on social media, a seed is being planted. Come even on. if you don't want it to be. And that's the truth. The only time it's not going to be is if you don't listen at all. Amen. But you, even if you don't want it to be, the seed will be planted and eventually, maybe it won't, maybe it won't, but it will get watered. You know, I was, I was in church this morning and I've gone back to my, my original in the beginning church and the simplicity of Jesus. I think that's what I needed. I don't need smoke. I don't need lights. I don't need, I just need Jesus. Right. And so we go and the pastor, the pastor passed out these, the palms for Palm Sunday, right? Mm. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, 
how fickle we are as people. <laughs> no, seriously, right? So one week, seven days, Jesus is riding in to Jerusalem on a donkey. And they put these down on the ground and they're yelling out men, women, and children alike. Mm. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus is the Messiah, right? Seven days. Was it even seven days though? And then all of a sudden, out of the same mouth on the other side, of that mouth. You just got finished saying Hosanna and now you're saying crucify him. And I thought to myself, aren't we just like that? Mm. Yeah. Jesus, I love you. Two days later, Jesus didn't give you exactly what you wanted and you're so fickle. Mm. And you're like, you know what? I'm all set with you. It got a little too real, a little too hard. You know, and it... But do you think God hardened their heart purposely, though? Because if they weren't yeah, yelling, screaming to crucify him, would they have? Absolutely. Because, I, you know, I think all of it was... How God intended it to be. Absolutely, absolutely. But it doesn't stop the fact that, you know, it happened and it was so... It's sad. It's That's the one story that really, you know, I always say to Jesus in prayer, and Trisha, I'm not lying, please make your life, death, and resurrection always raw mm. and real for me. Don't ever let it become just a story. Right, right. Because, Absolutely. Trisha, that's the one thing that keeps us. You know what I mean? Right. It's the one thing that keeps us. And so... Forever, I want it to be raw and real in right. my heart. I I agree. I mean, I always oh, I I'm reading. I just finished Matthew. I'm in Mark. And it's just like I keep rereading the story of Jesus and him being crucified, and it just breaks my heart. But then I keep reminding myself, like my pastor said, you know, Friday's Good Friday, and we're gonna celebrate, but we're not gonna be sad. We're not gonna come to church and be sad because we know what happens, and it's. It is sad, but it sh but it had to be that way because we are such a damaged people that we couldn't get it right. That he had to do that. He had to come because that was literally the only way for him to be home with us. You ever stop and, and think about as he and people Look, I'm going to say this, and again, it may ruffle some feathers, and I'm sorry. My opinion, when I go into that place with the Lord, I know my God's voice, and I know what he's said to me through the years. So have you ever stopped and thought about <clears throat> when he was hanging on the cross? Not only is he suffering... But what's happening in the spirit realm as he's on the cross? Okay. Have you ever stopped and thought about, ever asked God what, what happened? Because, and I believe this to be true, and I'm sorry I do. When I read the Bible, it's what God put in, Jesus put in my heart. And it's in the book of Psalms, but I believe it's in the book of Psalms. But when Jesus was hanging on the cross, Trisha, God turned his head. And because God can't be in the presence of, right. of sin. And his presence lifted. We know when the presence lifts. We know when the presence comes, you know. That's why Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because the presence lifted. 
But did you know that hell was there too? Oh, of course. All the demons were at the foot of the cross. Not all, but there were demons at the foot of the cross. And I can only imagine all the the priests and the Pharisees and the scribes and the demons like that that kid said how we're puppets how they were maneuvering over all the the centurions that were standing around that had put the thorns and and whipped them you know what I mean how the demons were manipulating and and But this is a question that Jesus has never been, he's just never answered me. Did hell know? That he was going to be raised again? I don't think so. Personally, in my own opinion, I don't think so. I think that they were just like having a party. You think so? I do. I do think that. And then then the tomb rolled away. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, wait a second. (laughs) we got him you know what I mean like because I do believe that I do believe that Satan knew because Satan walked with God right before the fall like before he walked he he was an angel living like I do believe that he knew he knew things but then he got cocky come on right prideful and he God cast him out you know? So I think that in a way he, I mean, it says even in Job that he went to God to ask to torment. So like he knows, like he can go and be like, hey, you know what? I'll be right back. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to go talk to God. Like I think that he knows things, but God, like, like the end of the book, it says that nobody except the father knows when Jesus will come back. I think that for that, he kept silent. He didn't let the enemy know that Jesus was going to die and he was going to be ra- to be to rise again in 3 days. But see, listen. Again, why do you think that he knew? Listen. Jesus never kept it quiet. He never kept it quiet. He always said But do you think that Satan thought that Jesus was who he was in heaven from the beginning? Or do you think that he was trying to figure that out? Because I think that, I think Satan knew Jesus from the beginning. Because in the beginning it says we. So Jesus was always there, right? So We're going to go into a very deep conversation right now. But Satan was always there too. So I think that he knew him in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. But when he came became flesh, I think that he was like, is this still the same dude that I knew back then? I think he did know. I see. I don't know. I think because, that he tried to figure it out because he t- he he tempted Jesus. Yeah, but look at the dude in Jesenarat, the demon. Look at all the times that the demons would and Jesus would be like, "Shut up, shut your mouth." He never well, permitted why, them. Why? Why? When Jesus was led out into the wilderness for forty days and forty nights, did he get? If you're the Son of God, he knew he was the Son of God. So then you know homeboy ain't gonna listen to you. So why are you even trying? Because he no, he was pot human. Right. So he thought he could. He thought he could. And that's the thing. Because listen. He couldn't manipulate him. He thought he could though, because he was pot human. But again, I say, Jesus never kept his mouth shut. He always, always, always said the Jews are going to beat me. They're going to crucify me. And in three days, I'm going to rise. So how come Satan didn't know what in the world he was talking about? Did God hide it from him too? Hmm. I don't know if he hit. I mean, I think that I would have liked to see the spirit realm on the day that the stone was rolled away. 
Yeah. Because there had to have been demons standing at the stone. Satan like, had to this, have gotten asked to one of them. This keeps talking about rising again, so we're going to sit here and make sure that ain't happening. And here comes, I don't know what, Angel, maybe Gabriel. No, there <laughs> was knows? two of them. One at the head and one at the feet. Right. And we're going to make sure that this stone doesn't get rolled away. Huh. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I think that, like, they probably obviously had an idea, but I don't know if I believe that they knew he really was going to rise again. I think it was just all speculation. And then it happened and he walked out of the tomb and they'll and they're like oh, How no. could Satan not know that the son of God Because he's the Satan son of ruled God. the earth. Yeah. I but, think that he just in his mind so his cockiness and his pridefulness is like, This is my territory. He's mm, just me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna rise again. Now the son of God that rose people from the dead, he's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because this is my territory. Even, you know, where, uh, like, he, Jesus had to, he had to, like, put Satan in place in order to start, you know, getting the people on earth. You know what I mean? I wrote that somewhere in here. I can't remember where. Jesus had to come to earth where Satan rules and take the hearts of minds of many before he defeated him. Because this was his kingdom. Earthly it still thing. is right. his kingdom. Right. Right. And Satan doesn't know when Jesus is coming back. I just think that he thought because he was man, there was no way. Just like he thinks that there's no way that God's going to collect his people. You think that? I think that he thinks that he's going to take more people than God is. Is what I mean by that. To hell? Because mm. I think that's like in his sick mind is, well, I'm going to take as many of your people with me. You're going to cast me. I'm going to take them all. Trisha, I think he's right. <clears throat> I think that there are... Pride is a, a, a wicked, wicked thing. And God calls it out all the time. He said, I oppose the proud. Mm. I oppose you. Right. But I'll give grace to the humble. And so, <clears throat> look. I just wrote that. But it's true. That's what he said himself. And so, Trisha, I really believe that there's more wickedness in the earth than there is salvation and holiness. Well, yeah, absolutely. So are there more people going to hell than there are heaven? Whose fault is that? Ours? I think it's a little bit of everybody's because again, we go back to the beginning of our conversation. We don't love. Mm, right, we judge. We don't show people Jesus's light inside of us. Right. We don't. We are all selfish people. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Why am I gonna do that? They don't. I don't. Right. I don't know. But that all the more reason to do it. Right. Exactly. Because again, I, and you know, I I, I want to touch on something, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you know, that's like going back to your friend. You know, you God put something in your heart. You're like, I don't want to text her. I mean, right, like, right. but you did. Right. And when you did, you realized because of her comeback, hmm, she's in a dark place. She's in a place of, and look, let's face it. The arrows that Satan sends to our mind, oh, Nice Christian you are. Look at you used to walk with God, but right. you don't anymore. You turned your back, and so he don't want to hear from you. Right. Like, right. who do you think you are? You know what I mean? And that's so far from the truth, number one. But had you not done that, had you not been some kind of light, now how about we do that with people that we don't know, that we're in the supermarket and somebody's just acting a mess. 
And you'll, everybody's looking at the person like, oh my God, will you get it together? Buy their groceries. Right. You know what I mean? Tell them God bless you. Something. Right. We just don't. And so I think the people that are going to hell, yes, it, is it their fault? Yep, because they're not making a decision. No, but, I think that they are making a decision. I think that so no, many people... No, not making a decision in, in, in the fact of turning to Jesus. But I think at the same time, it's our fault too because... But we push people away. By our meanness. Time. Right. And that's not Jesus. No, it's not. I mean... And I just think that, you know, there's so many... I know what it feels like to feel like you've backslidden away from God. And the arrows are just so tremendous, so heavy in your brain. And, it, you know, Satan's like, oh, look at you. Right. Yeah, nice Christian you are. You know, and it just... I mean, I, <clears throat> going back to the spirit realm, like, it's just so real. And... When you start to understand and that we have a spirit within us. So if we have a spirit within us, there's spirits around us. And I just think that when you're doing good for God or when you're really focusing on Jesus, the enemy is trying to attack you over and over and over again. However that looks like it's, you're going to think this sounds crazy, but for the past, I don't know, three weeks I've been dri every time I'm driving there's people out there trying to kill me on the road like I'm on the road driving on the highway and multiple people are just swerving into my lane where I have to swerve out of the lane for the yeah. past three weeks yeah multiple people and what's been happening the past three weeks I've been diving into the word way more and I've been calling out I've, I've been listening to what God has said, call this person, do this, pray with this person. And I've been following what God says to do. And now all of a sudden people are out to get me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Or even in my mind, driving here to do the podcast, stuck in traffic. How about you park your car and go jump off that bridge? Mm -hmm. What would happen? Why would I have those thoughts in my head? Because the spirit realm is real. Come on. And the, 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 the enemy does not want us to look at Jesus. He doesn't care if you go to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. He does not care if you go to church on Sunday or Wednesday or Saturday or whatever day you decide to go. He does not care that you go there. He cares when you start actually walking in the calling that God's called you to do. Come on. Stop reading the Bible and knowing who Jesus was. He doesn't want you doing that. And he definitely doesn't want you talking to Jesus. No, he definitely does not. Yep. You're right. Absolutely. And, it, you know, see, you know that realm and you know, you know those arrows and you know that they're not you. Right. But how many don't? Right. Absolutely. How many Absolutely. think, and, you know, we call it mental issues or whatever it is you want to call it, but... These arrows are coming. You know, why don't you just X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. And that happens all the time. And then people end up in, in, in the hospital. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but, and those are the things that I really feel like Jesus is calling us as his children that know what that is. Right. To pray with people. Right. You know, show them in the word and then say, you know, you have the authority just like Judas Iscariot and look at him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But he had authority and Jesus, when in the, in, in the book of John, when he prayed for us, he prayed for our authority to mm -hmm. walk in the things that he did and even greater. Right. And so, you know, people have when you have Jesus living on the inside of you, yo, 
that brother rose from the dead. Hello. Right. That's the power that we have that lives in us. Why are we not activating it? Right. right. And that's the truth, Trisha. That, why are we not tapping into it? And we live in this world of, this is my life. It's more than that. Right. And I'm speaking to my own self. Oh, absolutely. You Me know? too. Me too. So I just feel, you know, we have like this, this time in, in this little short period that we call life, whether it be 70 years, 100 years, we have this little thing called life. Jesus calls it a vapor. Mm. We're either going to live in bondage or we're going to live in grace and power. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so... Well, that's what I kind of felt like I was telling you earlier today is like... That song, Hell Lost Another One, I Am Free. Mm. We are free from from hell. Come on. But so many times, even as Christians, we're not free from bondage. Come on. And if we really truly understood that we are free from bondage, how much better our lives would be. How much happier. But there's Satan right there to continue. And we just believe we believe the things, the thoughts that come through our mind. Right. We keep come believing on. it, but then we raise our hands in church and say, "I'm free. We are free. We are. We are free from hell. You're right. We're not. When we die, we ain't, we're not going there. Right. But the earth that He gave us to live on that on this little vapor time that we have. Yeah. We're we're living it, sad and depressed and anxious and worried. Yes. Like if we did walk out and step in faith and go and talk to the people that we didn't know and we see and we're like, hey, Jesus loves you, by the way. I know that you're having a hard time right now, but Jesus loves you. And not be afraid of what that person or that demon or whatever is going to say to us. How much more power and how much more happier would we be? Because when you do things that God calls you to do, you are truly happy. Like, no, I didn't want to text that person. Right. Because I didn't want to seem like a crazy Christian. Okay? Is that what we look like? I don't want to be like, hey, you, want to get, you know what I mean? I didn't want to do that. But I felt God say to do that. Mm. So I did. And how the joy that I felt when I obeyed what God asked me to do. And it wasn't that he asked me anything too hard. Mm. You know what I mean? It's right. not difficult. It's the true. joy and happiness I felt to be able to be used mm. was overpowering. And if we could just understand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. I do. It, it's definitely one of those things with Jesus. If we understood who we were. Mm. Really? Because there's days where I do. And this is the truth. There's days that I do, and then there's days that I don't. Right. And I believe with all of my heart that the disciples were the same exact way. Absolutely. Because sons of thunder, they want to call down fire from heaven to <laughs> devour the Sumerians. And, you know, Peter backslides and he goes back into fishing and all that craziness. Thomas, he's doubting what the other... 10 disciples said Jesus rose from the dead. We saw him with our own eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. You know, like, so there's always been and will always be humanity made of dirt that sometimes we've got it and sometimes we don't. Right. And so, I don't know. <clears throat> well, we got to wrap it up now. Yeah. This was a really good conversation. Yeah. Except for Legion when he decided he was going to shut us oh, off. Don't you worry. But... I'm going to figure that out. Amen. So make sure you tune in next week. Like, subscribe, comment, do what you do. Send it out to your friends. So. So I am going to. I'm sorry. Just because God stirred my heart. So don't like doing this, but. Hold my hand, please. So, for those of you that you're backslidden and you know that your heart is away from the Lord and you miss him,
You miss him. Your sin is fun, but I promise you it's only going to be fun for a little while. But you miss your Jesus. You are the one that I'm talking to. I'm going to ask you to stop everything that you're doing right now. Because I see you in the spirit. You're in the kitchen. <clears throat> and I'm going to ask you to stop what you're doing right now. And I'm going to ask you to put your hands out as if to receive a gift from the Lord. And receive Jesus again. Receive Jesus in a way where your heart is going to accept him. And he's going to stay because you're going to want him to. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your son and your daughter. I pray that you would blow the fire of the Holy Spirit upon their heart. I pray that you would change the course of their mind and how they view you. Lord Jesus, you say that you are a consuming fire. So we ask that you would consume the things in your son and your daughter that need to be consumed. Resurrect those things, Jesus, that used to live and abide in them. Jesus, I pray that their mind would be fixed on you. I pray that you would start to stir the gifts that you've placed in them from the womb. Father, I pray that they not think about the rejection that they feel, the rejection of the words that were spoken over them. And I pray, Jesus, that you would touch them and saturate them with your love. Show them that they have been forgiven. Let them know it. And when the enemy comes, and he must, he must do what he does. I pray that they would speak back to the enemy and say, I am forever my King's Jesus the Christ. In Jesus name, amen. Know that you are a child of God and nobody, not even you can take you out of his hand. You are forever inscribed in the palm of your Savior's hand. Please know that. And please know that we, Evangelist Lorianne and Trisha, we are praying for you. Yes. We are praying for you. And we know how that feels. And if you don't think we do, go back on our videos <laughs> and listen to them. Yep. <laughs> God bless you. Until next time. We're we are kicking it with, with Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> For a mess today. See you next time. <laughs>